You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans, in the first segment, we go over the MLS playoffs because it was a lot of drama. Yeah. There were a lot of shoulders injured uh, <laughs> that we're concerned about. And also, why zoom in on any of that Ugh. stuff? Uh, we're talking about Wayne Rooney. And uh, and do, uh, do we miss Wayne or Colleen more? He retired at the end of uh, regular <laughs> regular time. And on the second segment, we talked to Meg Linehan. Meg Linehan of The Athletic joins us to talk about the NWSL final that is coming up this weekend. We're we going to be there. We're going to be there. It's going to be dope that and more on this episode of the cooligans hi i'm john strong i'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu holden when you watch soccer on fox sports you are listening to the cooligans yeah baby There's the energy that we ah. need. Because that's that's the energy that the the soccer world demands. Alexis may not make it through no. the, this entire episode. Why are there two of you, Christian? <laughs> okay, do we have uh, like a, a blood pressure? Thing? Oh, what's that thing Mason Toy was sniffing before he went out? It's <laughs> called cocaine. I'm kidding. <laughs> he is from Essex County. No, no, it's uh, you gotta watch what, out. Is it uh, what is it? Uh, sniffing salt. Right? Sn- smelling salt. Sniffing salt. It's I a little nicer. <laughs> Guys, can we get a scratch and sniff over here for the players about the players important I'm not, I'm not usually uh, sniffing salt or smelling salt. I eat salt. That's uh, yeah. that's all I know how to do with it. That's that stuff that they used to wake up people but before concussion protocols. <laughs> like, oh, man, that guy got hit by hey, a truck. Put you- some salt in front of his nose. Hey, he's up. good. He's yeah. fine. Back on the floor. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we get, we don't even introduce ourselves before we start making jokes about concussions. We riff before we introduce ourselves. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians out here. We better be. <laughs> in New York City uh, with the funniest uh, soccer television show that you've ever seen. That's right. And it's not just that. It also happens to be the gulliest soccer television show. Okay. I know most of you who watch are like, wait a minute. You guys talk about soccer. Eventually. We get there. I right, slow down. <laughs> you get to work right when you show up? Nah. So uh, we're excited. And why doesn't the McFlurry machine ever work? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know y'all switch cameras, but why doesn't the McFlurry machine ever work? It's uh, <laughs> You know what? That is a, a big concern. They're doing it on purpose because they don't want to make the McFlurries. I'm on to you. <laughs> you, think, wait, do you think the employees damage the... Uh... No, I just think they put the cup over it. So, like, <laughs> oh, it's so a- all you do is you put a cup. Oh, it's broken. You ever see that at a bar? They put the cup over the the, the tap and like, oh, sorry. Okay, all right. Well, yes, <laughs> I think you're saving it. A soccer show, I promise. Uh, <laughs> welcome uh, to the show. So we uh, there's uh, too much to discuss, especially because uh, the MLS playoffs, uh, the the round one uh, just ended. Would you say that so far it's been wild lit? <laughs> you think it's reached that level? Is it Wallet or Walliddy? Yeah, uh, I think I think it's both. I think it might be both. Yeah. <laughs> it has been absolutely insane. Like I know everyone's like, oh, then teams don't take it seriously. The regular season goes to the playoffs. Well, no. <laughs> if it's gonna be like this, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> oh, absolute bedlam. Yeah, yeah I'm cool with yeah. it. <laughs> Just no rules whatsoever. Just uh, you know, eighteen goal thrillers <laughs> every game. You know what? I'll live with it. The only thing missing is one coach putting like a headless horse, like a horse's head <laughs> in another coach's bed. It's the only thing missing from the MLS playoffs. Just some real ho- ominous Halloween. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just your mascot's head with blood dripping off the bottom of it. Hell no yeah. fans. 
Fang, no! <laughs> Why'd you do this to Fang? <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, we uh, th- there's so much to discuss, and we'll get through it uh, th- throughout this show. Uh, but we do have uh, a couple things going on today. First, we do have some unboxings to do, right? Because Which is, it's Alexis's favorite segment. It's the only reason to start a podcast. Okay? <laughs> if you want free stuff, and eventually a television show, just pick up some microphones in your kitchen, find a Dominican who's willing to work twice as hard as you, and just start talking about whatever it is you love. Yes. When you look at the, the Cooligans <laughs> business plan, that's it right there. It was that. It was, it was written in Sharpie, okay, on the back of a box that had nothing in it originally. And I said, one day there will be free stuff in this box. Okay. So, that yeah, that's that, look, that's our come up story. You know, when the, the, when the documentary yeah. of the Cooligans is made, it is it will happen. It will be in a box. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> We're going to unbox our own behind the music. So, before we open the boxes, I do want to, can you grab that scarf that Alexis that we just received today uh because How beautiful is this this is uh awesome this is some uh san francisco city right yeah san francisco fc uh san francisco city fc exactly sfc fc yes. <laughs> <laughs> at no point did they decide to buy a vowel they're like we got a lot of consonants we'll be all right look at this beautiful but this is amazing we got this from uh a gully squad member a fan friend uh jaron right who is in here he's in this room he's in the room make a noise jaron hey! <laughs> Nice in the dark where he belongs. Yeah, that's right. That's you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll let you out of your cage at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh so thank you for 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 being here. It's really cool. This is our first uh, audience member uh watching the show uh, on Fubo Sports. So that's this is right. really cool. And if you want to be an audience member, you just Venmo us 50 bucks and <laughs> we'll figure out a way. <laughs> we'll be like, "No, we just let our fans do it for free." It's everyone in the studio, but we know we're getting paid. Let's let's get to it. So thank you, Jaren, for that. And uh let's uh let's open some of these boxes. Yeah, I'll take this one, you get that one. Yeah. This one, okay. I see. Well, let's see who this is from. Ooh. Okay, this is a hat. First of all, you guys kick ass. Oh, oh, <laughs> coming from the whole. I'm not going to say who it's from uh, group here in the office. We really appreciate how much you guys went above and beyond for us at House of Soccer. This is from ICC. Oh, OK. Yeah. On that note, we wouldn't go any longer without officially congratulating you guys on your historic deal with Fubo Sports Network. What's yeah, up? Right? I believe it's this that we're talking about. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, such a huge win for the sport to see it growing in awesome ways, like having two dedicated comedians building an entirely new fan base while speaking to the guys and gals that actually know what they're talking about, especially more than we know what we're talking about. That's amazing. <laughs> so hope you enjoy this little package we pulled together in your honor. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Obviously, it's working. Don't forget us when you hit the big time. Oh, we already did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who? Who? I forgot. Oh, look oh, at this. This is like an nice actual little little Okay, box. so I'll just uh, just uh, show this. This is a uh, hat. We got two hats from Fishtown FC. Oh, that's the new F hat, right? Yeah, look at that. Just F for You know what that means. Yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> Food, baby. <laughs> F is for Fubo. Yeah. There we go. Let's do it. They uh, sent us a big... <laughs> this is this sticker is too big for my laptop. <laughs> this is a sticker. I'm not making that up. It's actually a sticker. This is just way too big for the laptop. Yeah, we might have to put this on the wall. If you pay us 
the advertiser. I fee. think that's a, that's a sticker for like an iMac from like you know 1998. <laughs> the it's biggest. the first one. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on the server. Thanks so much. Look uh, at all these dope scarves. Thank you. Yes, I, if you guys didn't see, we did go to uh, the the ICC match, which was between uh, uh, Fiorentina and Arsenal uh, out in Charlotte. We interviewed a couple uh, Arsenal uh, players. We got retweeted by but, the new homie Obama Yang. Yeah, America Obama Yang. So that was dope. Right. Right, we got it. We got a We got thumbs for- down back. <laughs> There. That's why you're not on camera. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, and if you haven't seen our interview with Megan Rapino or with the Arsenal players, you can go to our, our YouTube channel. Wow, you thumbs down Megan Rapino as well. No, I'm kidding. He didn't there. <laughs> oh, that's right. La Liga, La Liga North America is also in there uh, as a part of uh, correct part of this. So check out La Liga and Amazing. let's see let's see what's in the box. I mean, this is you remember when you ever watch like sitcoms on TV and the box would be gift wrap, but they just open the top like the top would also be gift wrap. Okay. Do you remember you know what I'm talking about? I don't know either. Like they wouldn't un, they wouldn't take off the gift wrap. Like the top would be gift wrap, but they would take it off. Whatever. How, you didn't want, I always wanted to. I don't know like what that. you're describing. You open the damn box. Oh my god. Hey, what is a soccer ball with a drawing on it? With a, it's a white soccer ball with the crystal erosion written on it. What does that mean? You tell me. You're the smart one. Is this something that we don't know? Oh, this is from. From that uh, Hersham studio. This is that piece of art. Remember they had the wall oh, with all the soccer balls? Okay. The certificate enclosed item has been personally designed by Daniel Arsham studio in partnership with the ICC. Inspired by the classic traditions of soccer and the ICC, Daniel Arsham has partnered together the launch 2019 tournament. Look at that. We this got, is how this unc- a piece of art. This is how uncultured we are. We just see it like, who ruined this <laughs> soccer ball? <laughs> Yo, whoa, all right, we're all doing graffiti on a soccer ball. I get it. I'm going to tag up the other side. This, this is, is beautiful. This is incredible. Thank you so much. It, it looks mad clean. No, it's going to get dirty as hell when you all play right. with it. Uh, They're going to be like, yo, who put Sriracha on the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Didn't realize that was a work of art. My bad. <laughs> now it's a tasty work of art. Uh, yo, thank, thank you, you so much for that. Uh, really, really cool. The scarves and everything. This is beautiful. And, and the massive sticker. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Uh, okay, and uh, and then uh, finally, before uh, we go to commercial, I, I do want to give a shout out to the people. That, we got to show love to the people who show love to us, right? I mean, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we do uh, have our podcast on iTunes as well. If you guys are listening, please make sure you leave a review. It's very, very helpful to us. So uh, I wanted to read this review. This came from a- AQC Crew or AQ Crew. Okay. Which is a, a bit of a, I can't get it out of my, my throat. Yeah, you know it doesn't I mean? make any sense, but we'll read it. <laughs> and it says, um, thanks for making me laugh at work. You're welcome. All, All right. right. You're watching this at work, I assume, right? We're pretty good. We're pretty good at this. <laughs> so, and it says, my coworkers are giving me strange looks, but it doesn't matter because Maradona is Alexis's father. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we solved the crime of the century. <laughs> you know, it's making people happy. Yeah. And it's it's like, they might be, you know, uh, uh, slacking off at work, but when the people say, like, hey, what? What are you doing? It's like, hey, but have you heard that Diego Maradona is Alexis Guerrero's father? We should do a segment where I call my mother on speakerphone and I ask her if she's ever met Diego Maradona. Okay. This 20, <laughs> by like 26 years ago, roughly, give or take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. Uh, maybe you carry the one. Who knows? Uh, but we should do that. And then you can hear her curse at me in Spanish. I Yes, I have met your mom, and I know that this segment will go very, very wrong <laughs> yeah. if we do that. Did she not? Uh, she apologized to you, right? She For apo- you having to deal with me. She Yes, which uh, most people <laughs> in your life do that. My wife did the same thing. <laughs> but, but she did. She did say... Uh, 
that she she this is what she apologized for. She said that she was sorry that she had never uh, seen you perform live. You, you she always- apologized to me through you. <laughs> First time she meets him, but she she said it, and I'm being completely honest with what she with what she told me. She said I've, I'm just too embarrassed at the things he says. <laughs> And she's never seen my act So she's just talking about in general So this is how it is So now you understand why Alexis is the way he is And why How people feel about it The only hope I have is that Diego Maradona is my father The MLS Cup playoffs This weekend were absolutely insane where uh, yeah. none of it made sense. Not, well, I mean, some of it made sense. No, I mean, just how crazy. I mean, the only <laughs> game that was boring kind of was Atlanta, New England. Um, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. It was Were the you only one. Any other game? Uh, no, no, no. So I mean, that, that means what I said but, is true. But I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't call it boring. That's the main thing. I mean, we we it, it wasn't boring because ridiculous things happened. Michael Parker's shoulder came out of his damn socket. Oh, they tried to put it back in. They tried to put it back game. in. Why? Well, oh. This is a soccer game. I've never seen it. You I know, didn't expect when that. When a streaker goes on the field, they turn the cameras away. <laughs> that guy's shoulder completely falls apart, and you zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> they really. Titties, God forbid. <laughs> what about? man's shoulder falling apart like a piece of Ikea furniture when you move it from slightly left to the right and all of a sudden we're all in a close. Yeah, they were very getting, uh, uh, yeah, it was a little too, a little too close for comfort um, but it, yes, it, nonetheless it, it was entertaining and I, I think the fact that even you can have these 1-0 games uh, and because it's it's you know one and done and and uh, you know the, 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 there's so much riding on these games, you can every, every pass is nerve-wracking. You're, yeah, they're not going back to the home and away no there's no there's absolutely no it reason cannot to not go back to that <laughs> you can't you can't do that after no. you gave me this you know yeah. it's too good <laughs> you gave me a taste <laughs> no you can't do it the home and away was I, I you know i like the idea of it it's a very you know champions league you know what i mean home and away. we don't need it one one and done yeah, single game elimination. Yo, it is wild. <laughs> yeah, the 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 goal for in this game came from uh, Franco Escobar, who only scores in the playoffs. Only, no, I mean occasionally but in the regular <laughs> season. But there, there there seems to be something. Uh, I mean, he the the last uh, playoff goal that he did score was uh, uh, in the MLS Cup final, yeah. and it was almost a it was a very similar goal. It's just like the the his sort of he's always he's like this dude that's always in the right place at the right time. He's also very smart about like if. He sees the space. He's like, I should probably do a late run into that space. Sure. It seems to work. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Lampard rules. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. it, man. Uh, but uh, overall, this uh, this oh, this game, you sort of you expected this uh, result for Atlanta United. Yeah. This was this was one of the games where you're like, if if New England goes into Mercedes Benz and, and ends up winning, it would be it would just have been insane. Nobody would have expected that. Wouldn't that have made you angrier about Bruce Arena's failure at Trinidad and Tobago? You know what I mean? If they had won that if they game, they had won. And like you can go there and win, but you couldn't. <laughs> it would have made me angry. No, look, no matter what gonna, happens, I'm going to be Alexis, angry. Alexis, when are you going to let go? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever just met? Nice to meet you. I'm Alexis Guerrero. Oh, oh. This is going to be a fun trip. We're going to go on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so I never let go. You hold on to a grudge forever until it kills you before it kills the person you're mad at. Don't you know those are the rules? <laughs> I'm learning. All Come right. on. High blood pressure, baby. Get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a good commercial for high blood pressure, I guess. <laughs> 
the um uh I, I think the the things that stood out for at least for the revolution um Gustavo Bo didn't have a great game uh Carlos Hill didn't have a great game right they uh I, I thought Gustavo Bo had a few too many turnovers it, it felt like one of those games where uh, similar to like when you watch uh Christian Pulisic uh play on the men's national team where he's like all right I'm the best here. Give me the ball. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. And then I turn it over 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> also, why am I completely surrounded by other people? This isn't fair. When I said, give me the ball, I make it because I was by myself. Now all exactly. of a sudden, I got to. Yeah, yeah. It's not I cool. I think here's the other thing. I think it seemed to me like uh, New England was like, I we don't need players in the midfield. Four of you defend. The other four of you wait for the ball <laughs> to try to score. And then hopefully something happens where we get the ball. Yeah. they they uh, it, it wasn't their best game. And and in the form that New England has been in recently, uh, you would have... They, they needed one of those good games in this one. I'll also say I was it. so shocked at how Bruce Arena, of all the people that I thought would be able to sort of take apart what uh, DeBauer is doing... And offer up some type of something that confuses them or takes out one specific player. It seems like uh, Bruce Arena just sat back and was hoping that things would kind of get a little messy. You know what I mean? And his team would be able to score. It didn't seem like he came tactically prepared to take on Frank DeBauer's team. I think he was like, let them try to do what we're going to do. But we're going to have so many players forward that will score. Yeah, but how many teams go into the Mercedes-Benz and away teams, you know, and have a good game. Like, it's very rare. I'm not saying you go out there, try to beat them at their own game. I'm saying they, they nothing, nothing. I didn't see anything tactically that was like, oh, that was planned. They sure. were just like, it wasn't good enough, do. but also Atlanta's the better team. So it's, it's not too much of a surprise. Uh, next game we have to talk about is uh, Atlanta against Dallas. I mean, Atlanta, uh, FC Dallas uh, against Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders. What an absolutely incredible game. Unbelievable, Graham. Uh, where uh, uh, this is another one where you sort of didn't know what Dallas is that was exactly going to bring. They weren't, you know, they weren't New England Revolution, right? They're both. They're also the the, the seventh seed, mm-hmm. uh, right? I believe the seventh seed, right? Um, they they clearly the better team uh, between the two, but the 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 sort of the the energy that FC Dallas came uh, with, especially after I believe there were two nil down, uh, was to come back to come was incredible. And also these are kids. <clears throat> Don't forget FC Dallas is literally filled with academy players. These are mostly kids, and they're coming back against a very seasoned team in their own house. Yeah, in the playoffs. That's huge. Reggie if you're Can- Lucci Gonzalez, you've done an incredible job. Reggie Cannon with uh, the Playing first the goal. Wing. Playing the wing. I don't know. They, I, they're like, okay, hey, you, you know what? Play wherever you want. Reggie, okay. pick, pick a space. <laughs> Have fun out there. That's really what this is about. Come on. Orange slices when we're done. Get out there. Uh, it was great to see him score, right? Reggie Cannon, uh, uh, you know, obviously we near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Uh, we're huge fans of him. He was on the show uh, uh, last year. Uh, but they... they it's just they just fell short. I mean, I, I, I honestly thought this game could have gone either way. But I, I do want to give a shout out to a player that I made fun of relentlessly. Mm. I said wasn't good enough. Mm. I said should have went to Germany. Uh. I said <laughs> clearly must have had a left foot replacement in the offseason because <laughs> my man can't do anything with his left foot. Scores two out of the three goals with his left foot. Yeah. Jordan Morris. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great game. Jordan Morris. Yes, we got wow. a Sounders fan in here. Very happy. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, super. A hat trick. First hat trick in his career, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it know. is. First hat trick in his uh, career in the playoffs. Yeah. My man showed up. Yeah, he did. He did have uh, uh, one of his the best games. And I think, especially after the, uh, and we, we just found out he won comeback, player, comeback, and player, comeback of player of the year, uh, which is good to see. He had a, a, a terrible uh, ACL injury mm-hmm. uh, in, in Champions League last year. Right. So he missed the entire year, basically. And so it's nice to uh, see him reach the, 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 the promise and potential that, that, you know, even Jurgen Klinsmann put on him when he was called. Calling him up to the national team while the kid was in college. Kid in college was Stanford, right? And uh, yeah, Stanford, right? Yeah. So, so he's a smart kid. You know what I'm saying? He ain't stupid. Well, he also went on a soccer scholarship. I mean, <laughs> relax. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, everyone. He's an athlete. No offense, athletes. What but is- you're not getting a college. You're not graduating magna cum laude. Okay. <laughs> if I said magna cum laude to Jordan Morris, he'd giggle because of the second word. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm magna cum laude. Uh, <laughs> yo, pass me the ball. Hey, yeah, what's up? Not on the left foot, though. Be easy. I just had this one put in. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll be back loudly uh, in the next segment. <laughs> We, there's a couple more games that we have to discuss because there was uh, a lot of insanity. Also, you know, we have to say goodbye uh, to Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's done in Major League Soccer. It was dot, 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 his last game. <laughs> Shouts to Colin Rooney. It was dot, 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 the way he wanted to go out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm going to miss Colleen the most. Yeah. I'm going to say that. You know what? I think she kind of uh, you know stole the spotlight there in the end. Yeah, you make it hot. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. She didn't give up four goals in the last three seconds of a game. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, DC United loses to yeah. Toronto FC uh, five to one. Uh, obviously, I think Wayne Rooney's contract said only 90 minutes. He was like, y'all, right, y'all going to have to do the rest on your own. <laughs> you have to play a man down. Yeah, right? my, I got to catch a flight to Sheffield. You know, your boy got to go. My, my heart's not in it anymore. I'm sorry, uh, bro. <laughs> so, no, man. Uh, unfortunate for DC United. I, obviously, that, that wasn't the way they wanted to go but uh toronto was just was unreal uh and especially in, in extra time they get they uh tied the game uh late uh yeah. which was incredible from dc united because they were struggling to, to to find that goal they were struggling uh, to find goals almost like the last third of the season so yeah. the fact that they made it this far i think is still impressive still goes to show how strongly they started the season but um you know toronto i don't even think are that strong of a team uh, at home, they, you know they they can uh, they they they're pretty good at home. They they haven't been uh, especially when they made when Josie and Michael Bradley made the decision to I to not uh, take the international call up because they were in that they wanted yeah, to make they sure, wanted to make they sure they were they, the playoffs, they, were, yeah. they were beneath the line. Uh, was the right decision, right? Yeah, they, clearly, they got their team in some good form uh, and a, and a home playoff game, uh, and they. Played well. I mean, I mean, look, in that extra time, I don't know what happened to DC United. They just, uh, to give up. Capitulated? Uh, four goals. Like to, say. Uh, to give up four goals. They give up three goals in the first extra time. It was. Uh, uh, oh, no. And in, 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 they gave up four goals in the, in, in the first it's the extra Osorio time. It's the and Nick DeLeon goals that killed them. Because there's no coming back from that. Yeah, but that Nick DeLeon goal, oh, boy. Was, he, he scores bangers for a while now. He's what? I he think almost he's scored his- another banger before that, that Bill Hamid had stopped. But it was, uh, if you saw the the post-game conference, uh, the interview, he that, that was his old team, right? Yeah. And DC United, I believed, I don't know the exact story, but they, I don't think they wanted to pick up his contract. And he had been with the team for seven years. He was talking mad Toronto slang. He was like, y'all waste you. T- <laughs> 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 Wallahi. Wow, okay. Y'all waste you. 
boots. <laughs> I eating poutine. Like he'd be mad disrespectful. He is very not DC anymore. Yeah. Wow. He's uh, putting mumbo sauce on his poutine. What up now? But they asked him like how they feel to score against your old team, and you, this is how you know how the negotiate the negotiations went when the way players answer that question. Right. But he was like. It felt real good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was like, mm. Mm, mother's milk. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Damn. Says it all, you know, because usually during the negotiations and after, they'll never say anything. Right, of they, course They not. don't want to burn any bridges, but once they score on the team, yeah. they're like, oh, that organization is trash. You know, like in England, sometimes a player score against their old team and they'll put their hands up like, yeah. I'm not celebrating. In America, they're like, what? <laughs> this is what you're where, where did I get this flare from? I yeah, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you take that, Tim, and shove it? Yeah. Uh, so, but this, the I think the the conclusion here is how kind of disappointing it was for Wayne Rooney's time in, in MLS. It, it, it really wasn't. I mean, look, it had it, its moments. It had its moments. It, it I would say it christened Audi Field. Okay. And that's all, all that happened. All right. And then the Colleen thing happened. Like, that's it. That's the timeline. <laughs> no, man. Those, you know, the the, the screamers, for, uh, you know, all the yeah, shots the from chase like. Bag. Lucho Costa also is like nowhere to be found. That guy's clearly off the team. Yeah, I don't Rooney's know. Rooney's gone. It's just DC United, uh, towards the, uh, from an organizational level, we're having issues. It's having a very DC moment. Yeah. We're going to start calling it the, the Ben Olsen administration. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh so next up let's talk about rsl uh against the portland timbers rsl wins this game two to one in a great game it's tough to play out there in the riot the Yo, timbers tried their best but I, I look rsl played well all of this is on why why was diego valeri not so i know he was injured i'd rather have him in there for as long as possible who's the kid who they brought in polo you ever heard of this Andy guy? Polo, yeah. You know Andy Polo? I know Andy Polo. I thought they took somebody out of the stands. Did they do a scratch off? <laughs> How did my man? No, he's, I believe he's Costa Rican. Andy Polo, he's a good player. Yeah, I don't think he, wait, he scored one goal. I think he's, he's so far. He's not Valeri, I know that, but I'm just saying. Well, then, I mean, you couldn't. It was a you, bad, look, uh, yes, if you lose, if you win, it's the right decision. If you lose, it's the wrong decision. Uh, like, that. that's just how it is. I think it's the wrong decision, no matter what. And I think Valeri's gone, right? I don't think Valeri's coming back. Uh, he hasn't re-signed. Higuain's also gone. Higuain, yeah. Imagine the both of them in the same midfield. Montreal, only team who would do that. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> would, but, would, it, would they be able to play defense? Would they would track back? They're who slow. Who cares? <laughs> They're old Argentinian men. Think of the mate. But Dairon. Uh, uh, Dyron, <laughs> five best uh, scoring his goal uh, uh, as he does in the yeah. playoffs. But um, the th there was a huge moment that went kind of viral. Uh, uh, Steve Clark with uh, the save from uh, I, I forgot his first name Herrera. But Herrera gets uh, Steve Clark chases the ball down, clears it, mm -hmm. uh, and and you would hope that one of uh, a Portland Timbers defender would see that there's an open net and be like, "All right, I mean, I'll just score here." <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> no, but we'll be like, "Let me look out for my my right. keeper." Why don't I run back here? Maybe. That's my homie, right? But no, nobody did that. No. And Herrera has a, a, a clear opportunity, and he a Herrera strike. also kind of like looked around, like none of y'all, none of y'all going to do anything right here. Hi. Okay, and this is the playoffs, but uh, you know yeah. whatever. Single game elimination. I don't know the rules anymore. It's like you reach for a cop's gun. He's like, go ahead. Go ahead, grab it. <laughs> Go ahead, play with it a little bit. <laughs> You're like, is it a trap? Is he, is he, I, he can't be serious. <laughs> it felt like it felt like no one told him they put plexiglass in front of the goal. He's like, 
I could just score. And I was like, yeah, this will be funny. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, uh, and uh, Herrera sends like this knuckler going in, in that's going into the top corner. Steve Clark is like, oh, nobody's going to go help yeah. me out and, and saves the ball, which it wouldn't have been. It, it would have been a spectacular goal if it yeah. was scored. And and but it was a spectacular save because he he denied the the, the goal. I, was, uh, I don't know how far RSL can can push it, but it does seem like they're the team that no one was talking about. And now all of a sudden people are starting to worry about. Yeah. Okay, and then we have we have to talk about Philadelphia and the New York Rebels. Wow, what a game! This was this is the, this is what playoff soccer is all about. This is one of the greatest MLS games I've ever seen in my life. This and the Seattle game together, back to back, heart attacks left and right. This was insane, and obviously for Philadelphia Union fans, there was ridiculous heartbreak. Uh, Andre Blake dropping the ball and and making these mistakes. Absolutely. Blake did not start off the game well at all. Not at all. And then the Red Bulls, I, I think having a little bit of uh, being, I think the mistakes made them a little overconfident. And then toward the second half. I wouldn't say they capitalized much on everything, though. No, they didn't, clearly. Yeah. But uh, unfortunate, um, it was a Sims that got injured. Then Kaku got injured. Who scored the first goal, right? Sims, Sims yeah, the first yeah. First, yeah. Then uh, uh, Kaku gets injured. Uh, and this uh, offensively, completely crippled the Red Bulls because the second half and an extra time, they had absolutely nothing. It's a bit of a high wire act that Jim Curtin likes to play, right? Which is like, oh, let them try to figure us out to the 60th minute. And then we're going to bring in Marco Fabian and <laughs> FIFA Picol and switch everything up. FIFA Picol? That yeah. should be his new name. <laughs> Sorry. Fafa. Fafa Picol. FIFA Picol. FIFA Picol. Better and- name? <laughs> I think you're welcome. Picol family? Uh, what you doing? Don't you want to play soccer? Uh, That's why I'm going to name my kid. I'm going to name my kid P.E.S. <laughs> <laughs> so Fafa Picol comes in, Marco Fabian comes in. I think El Sino, El Sino also came in, right? Uh, yes, yes. Those are three starters on almost anyone else's yeah. team. And they come in, completely changes everything. If you're the Rebels, you're like, wait, what? We're doing what now? Who's here? It just, wildly, wildly entertaining. They were just, uh, um, I mean, the game itself had had that entertainment. Uh, El Sino, I thought, was... He was incredible. Yeah. I don't know. Like you, he's he's a super sub now, right? He's like they hope they you can hopefully get half an hour out of him, right? Right, right, right. But the dude, he he did. Uh, he cuts everybody. He up. Cuts, he did an elastico in the box. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, man! You're doing too much. It's a single elimination, bro. That's how you are when you take a nap. <laughs> Wild, disrespectful. <laughs> too much energy. Just insane, and and the result, and just incredible. And talent, energy. We were just there a couple incredible weeks. Incredible energy. Uh, to be in that stadium. It, it, talent energy is becoming one of the uh, the, the the more uh, entertaining uh, venues for sports right. in the country. Just in yeah. the last couple of months, it's been it, last year there were like nobody would go to games, and now it's packed and intense. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say is uh, shouts to BWP who ends his career probably right. Uh, who knows? Who Certainly knows, with yeah. the Rebels. Um, Louis Robles is probably out as well. The two of them embraced, and I listened to the game on the radio because I was driving back into town. And Ernesto Moto, I believe his Mota, name is Mota, yeah. um, called an incredible game loss his voice midway shouts to you i hope they bring you back that was an incredible job he did calling that game a lot of passion the los angeles galaxy go over to allianz field and and by the way no home team has lost yet so you're like uh-oh yeah they're looking like minnesota time <laughs> sure okay yeah that's, that's what we call it is, right? is, is minnesota time a thing i didn't know what was a thing anyway uh yes uh la galaxy uh go to allianz win two to one uh and this was when in our 
our predictions last week. This was the one I said. I think LA Galaxy is the is the only team I thought could win on on the road. Right. I said the same thing. Did you? Who knows? <laughs> um, and- Although Matt Doyle said Minnesota was going to win MLS Cup, so okay. Well, there's- as long as I end up looking a little bit smarter than Matt Doyle, I think I've done pretty Yeah, good. you only said San Jose was going to win MLS Cup, which is probably... Yeah, but that yeah. was like three months ago. <laughs> Give me Who some remembers that? Nobody. You got to bring it up. Snitch over here. Oh, I didn't know I was doing a podcast with Takashi 69. <laughs> I got that makeup covering all my face tattoos. My that bad. witness protection makeup. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Takashi 69 in blackface. That's what he's doing now. That's how he's going to get away. Yeah. That's how he's going to get away. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be insensitive to a whole new group. Um, no, the uh, uh, Sebastian Leggett, this, this game, the, the first half was, was um, I, I had even tweeted, I'm like, oh, this is ni- a nice, quiet, dull game because uh, the other games have been a little <laughs> and too intense. somebody went like, boosh, <laughs> and switched. Turned it on, and uh, and then we get goals. Uh, Sebastian Leggett, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, it kind of, th- that late run, in the right place at the right time, he knows what he's doing. The uh, Dos Santos goal might be the goal of the season. That for, Dos Santos goal. I thought that Dos Santos was not getting enough uh, v- 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 virality. Is that a word? What are we doing in an ad for Cialis? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, very viral. It's not viral enough oh. because I thought the goal was incredible. Uh, yeah, and also, I hope is. Why uh, did you just say it that way? <laughs> I, mean, I wanted it to sound more intelligent than I actually am. This isn't total soccer show. <laughs> this is Cooligan. So the uh, but uh, but what, what ends up happening now? We get uh, El Tráfico yeah. uh, in the playoffs. But also, do I hold on? Do, you know, look, Grey Goose scored, and we always got to give a shout out when. It <laughs> guy named after that's Laker right scores, exactly. you know? <laughs> but that's yeah this is gonna be this is the game everybody wanted to see yes in the playoffs lafc's never beaten la galaxy <laughs> la galaxy traveled to back of california stadium yes uh and guess who else is gonna travel to back of california we are stadium? baby we are we're gonna we're be going there. out there we can order tacos. Okay. We, all of them. We have no more money. We spent all our money on we this. We legitimately did. My wife and his girl are like, wait, you're doing what? We're like, so sorry. I got to sell your chain. But we got to go to this game. We got to go. So we're going to be there, yeah. uh, which we're absolutely thrilled about. Uh, the last time we were on the road, though, was when we went to uh, DC to see U.S. Just slap around Cuba. Okay. And uh, things, this is when things were a little bit better for uh, yeah. for, for the U.S. But yeah. uh, we got to do something super cool while we were on the road there at Audi Field. I wanted to interview a Cuban player. That's yes. what I wanted to do. So who better than Nelson Johnston? Yes. The goalkeeper. The who goalkeeper. Seven goals. <laughs> We, we interviewed the goalkeeper that gave up all the goals, and we, it, but it was actually a really, really cool. It was, it was ex- dope. experience. So you uh, can actually hear how nervous I am talking to him. Just I'm like, oh my god, it's an actual soccer player from Cuba. So uh, let's go to that. So this is the interview with Nelson Johnston. Vamos a hablar un poco de, de hacer un, un jugador de fútbol cubano que en Cuba se juega más béisbol y otro deporte. ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo se siente hacer un jugador de fútbol y representar la, la cultura del de fútbol cubano? No, el, el fútbol en Cuba está avanzando paulatinamente, ganando, me entienden, en, en espacio. Sabemos que el béisbol es nuestro deporte nacional, pero nada, nosotros, por lo menos en mi parte individual, me siento muy contento de venir acá y representar mi país en cualquier parte del mundo que esté me siento digno, ¿me entiendes?, de representar mi bandera. Y nada, el fútbol vamos a seguir llevándolo más adelante para ver si alcanzamos el lugar que necesita en el mundo eh, o en el Caribe también. Um, ¿Puede hablar un poco de la experiencia que se gana en las competiciones así? 
y qué cree que viene después para, en el futuro para el, el juego de fútbol y balompié para, para, para Cuba? Sí, eh, hace poco, en julio, tuvimos la Copa de Oro, que fue casualmente acá en Estados Unidos. Eh, ganamos mucha experiencia porque jugamos con, con un equipo como México, que sabemos que fue campeón de la, de la Copa de Oro. Y ahora estamos involucrados en la Liga de Naciones en la Serie A. Realmente estamos en la cúspide ¿no? de, de CONCACAF. Pero bueno, cada vez que salimos y jugamos contra un equipo de estos, sabemos que seguimos eh, teniendo algunas dificultades, pero nada, trabajando poco a poco y nada, va a salir el resultado si Dios permite. Vamos a trabajar todos los días duro porque el cubano se caracteriza por eso. ¿Qué piensa que la Liga de Naciones puede hacer para, para el Caribe, para el fútbol en el Caribe? Entonces, y también como yo soy dominicano, ustedes ganaron contra la República Dominicana. Gracias a Dios. <risa> ¿Cómo te sentiste de, después de, este, de ese partido? Y también la primera pregunta, ¿qué, qué en la Liga de Naciones qué puede hacer para el Caribe? Eh, la Liga de Naciones brinda muchas posibilidades ¿ve? a equipos que anteriormente no tenían mucha, no estaban muy involucrados en estos tipos de competiciones, pero la Liga de Naciones te da esta posibilidad de nosotros, un ejemplo, hace día, hacía tiempo que no jugamos contra Estados Unidos y ahora tenemos la posibilidad, como casualmente también tuvimos la posibilidad de jugar contra Canadá, que son equipos muy, muy fuertes, pero nada, eh, realmente lo que te brinda es eso, eh, que equipos que a lo mejor antes tú decías, eh, un ejemplo, eh, Curazao y Curazao ahora hoy por hoy está también entre los equipos, me entiendes, involucrado y que realmente tú dices, hey, tienen jugadores, tienen jugadores que, que brindan, jugadores que están ahí en la MLS, están jugando en, en segunda, tercera división en Europa, o sea que vale la pena eh, esta Liga de Naciones, fue una buena idea. Y por lo otro, nada, Dominicana y Cuba es un solo país, nosotros tuvimos casualmente allá, eh, enfrentamos un partido amistoso con, con la sele de ellos y se quedó 0-0 y realmente el fútbol de nosotros es muy similar ¿ves? pero ellos tienen su liga nosotros tenemos la de nosotros pero siempre va a seguir y va a perdurar la amistad entre nosotros y bueno poco a poco se va a ir demostrando ¿ves? Que, 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 que el fútbol cubano está avanzando siempre digo esto porque es una realidad es una realidad no podemos tapar eso con un dedo estuvimos una copa de oro gracias a Dios no fue el resultado que nosotros esperábamos pero bueno estuvimos una copa de oro estamos entre los primeros de CONCACAF o sea que hay un resultado y hay un trabajo que se ha hecho, ¿me entiendes? Y bueno, ahí estamos, ahí estamos. What an honor that was, huh? How cool was that? We got to talk. I got to talk. Well, we both well, got we to both talk. Did, yes. I didn't want you to, but you did anyway. <laughs> but we both got to talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this isn't your place. No. <laughs> we both got to talk to a actual Cuban national player. And you know, how gracious was he to actually do the interview? Yeah. Having just given up seven goals and been wildly embarrassed, but the hair stayed in place. And like, if we know anything about Cubans, <laughs> the hair is important. Why do you think I wear my hats like this? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a system that he has yeah. when it comes to <laughs> Yeah, uh, someone's like, how come none of your hats? Fit. I'm wearing it like this on purpose, Baba. I want you to see the hair. Uh, no, that was cool. Thank <laughs> you uh, to Nelson Johnson, and uh, I hope it, the the best for his future and his career. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not giving up. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, touchdowns regularly. 
<laughs> Leave that man alone. <laughs> That's all. Uh, but yeah, uh, look, all love to Cuba, man. That was uh, that was super cool and very something. You know, something. A lot of those it. players were walking past. We were kind of like afraid to ask any of those players because they were all very sad. Yeah, the coach was in pretty good spirits. Like, what do you expect me to do? They're young, you know. He was like, you know, people keep running away from the country. What am I supposed to? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of no, true. I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's like, ah, I can't answer that. Uh, but he came up to us. I was like, yo, do you mind talking? And he wanted to say no, but then I think he heard our accents and was like a little bit. And he was like, oh, they, they clearly don't speak proper Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what the hell they're talking I'm like, about. I waste my time with them. Also, everyone else was like super professional and we're just standing there with a, like a phone on a gimbal. <laughs> you want to talk to us? Yeah. <laughs> clearly, we're not professional in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and uh, look, it was a great interview. Yeah, it was. It was. So thank you again. So the uh, let's talk about the U- U.S., their next game, which was against Canada. Yeah, uh, also went really well, right? <laughs> yes, they really, uh, you know, they got revenge for Cuba, right? Yeah. Canada wins 2-0. I'm really, there's not really, look, there's there's nothing we're going to add that hasn't been said already outside of. Uh, you're trash, you're B. Trash, B. What's up? <laughs> Yo, I thought, I thought you, you got seven against Cuba. What a ridiculous result against Canada. Well, remember I asked, I think it was Zach Steffen or Brad Guzan. Uh, I was like, Yo, you just won 7 0 against a country clearly not at your level. You think this is too easy? You think you're going to be too relaxed walking into a game against Canada who's clearly going to be up for it against you? And he's like, No, we're focused for everything. Why, why, why are you lying in my face? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I'm glad we have this platform, a, a TV show, so Alexa, we can tell soccer players, like, yo, why are you lying yeah. right to my face? Right to my grill, B. <laughs> You're just spilling nothing but cap. <laughs> um, it just, uh, look, after this loss, you know, before the game, it was like, why are we playing in Nations League? Yo, this is too I, easy. <laughs> After this game, it's like, b- fire everybody. Yeah. Why we got to play such tough competition? <laughs> Yo, pick how you feel. Is it yeah. important or is yeah. it not important? It's just like, the what, how? You know Greg Berhalter's on the phone like, quick, set up a friendly with Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tally up the score a little bit. Uh, just, uh, look, they, what was it? Canada hadn't defeated uh, the U.S. in like 35 years, uh, hadn't scored a goal on them in like almost 20. Yeah. So perfect time <laughs> for the U.S. to just completely fall apart in front of them. This is this is um, uh, and you saw it after. So I, on the weekend, DeAndre Yedlin. Look at you on the weekend, all English. Is that what they say? <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> okay. What was it like when you went to university? <laughs> on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, there it w- is. No, but with the game between uh, DeAndre Yedlin and uh, and Christian Pulisic, Chelsea, and yeah. Newcastle, there was a lot of like murmurs about how they, both of these guys were now excited to go back to their club so that they can get away from kind of the mess of of the the U.S. soccer like program. And mind you. This is a Chelsea that has a transfer ban for two years <laughs> and Newcastle. And yeah. that is a safe haven from the mess of the Vince national team. Yo, how bad is it? <laughs> that's where, so that's the how after this game, after this result against Canada, that is like kind of the storyline of like, how bad is it really? And is it, you know, now the questions of like, should Berhalter have the job? And, and should we start looking towards the future? Are we even going to make it to the next World Cup, which is which would be, I mean, beyond devastating to miss two in a row. I mean, the only way we're going to keep making World Cups is if we host them all. Okay, <laughs> so here's what I'm saying: 
arrest more FIFA executives. <laughs> Start with FIFA Picot, all right? And then you work your way down the ladder. That's right. He's the top executive. We all know that. Tip it top. His name is FIFA. It's yeah. right there. Uh, you don't do that unless you're going to become the leader, okay? You, no, for real. Go get the FIFA executives, extradite him again, okay? And then you say, like, yo, we'll drop the case if the U.S. hosts every World Cup because you know we got the stadiums for it. Uh, yeah, un- unfortunate. Yeah, I hope uh, this isn't – I hope this loss isn't a sign that something's wrong with the program but it feels like every- how many more signs do you want you're like Lois Lane you put sunglasses and you don't know who it is <laughs> that, that's really the best like analogy for what's going on with US soccer we're all like just like no it's fine no I don't know he, I think he's a good reporter next game we'll get him next game the MLS uh, Cup playoff Semi-final matches. That's right. Thank God you said that. Are coming up. And uh, they uh, obviously we're thrilled about them. We're very excited because if they're anything like the games over the over the on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> Your um, monocle just fell off. <laughs> um, let's start with NYCFC against Toronto FC at City Field. That's right. The home. The home. <laughs> of NYCFC. Okay. For years. Yeah. Been there. I remember going there as a little boy. But honestly, look, some, some uh, soccer teams only have one stadium NYCFC has like this is probably the fifth stadium that they've played in also if you know if we're gonna keep track two baseball stadiums that's gotta count as one soccer specific stadium hey it's not bad. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that yeah. makes sense to me uh, <laughs> NYCFC against Toronto FC this was uh, I think uh, NYCFC fans probably didn't would have preferred DC United over uh, Toronto Toronto's in, in pretty good form yeah, uh, but they've got I, some some big name players as well yes yeah, so, and I don't think uh, I, I don't know if Josie Altador is, is healthy enough to, uh, to play in this game uh, so that's c- kind of that main concern Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the difference from the last time NYCFC played Toronto FC in the playoffs where they were absolutely dominated uh, home and away. Uh, right. So I, I, I do like I do like the chances of NYCFC because they're on a smaller field. Right. And I think a smaller field negates some of the talent that like Pozuelo and uh, Michael Bradley have. Michael Bradley likes to sit deep. There's no such thing. All right, you're sitting in the stands. <laughs> yeah, if you want to sit deep, you're going to go get yourself a hot dog while you're at it, okay? Uh, and Basuelo in tight spaces where he doesn't have a lot of chance to be that yeah, creative. Tor- yeah, Toronto hasn't been that dominant at uh, when they play uh, NYCFC at Yankee Stadium. No. So uh, the, I think you I think go NYCFC with the home team goes, here. You yeah. go with the home team here. I think they, they have the strongest shot. The only the only bad thing might be that they haven't played in a few games, a few days, weeks at this point, three weeks. Correct, but they did have that scrimmage against uh, Chicago Fire. Behind closed doors, which you can't tell if it really happened. Right? If I tell you <laughs> I worked out behind closed doors. Are you going to believe me? I don't think so. <laughs> Seattle against RSL. Uh, Seattle. It's going to be lit. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game. Really it's going to be 7-5. Two strong teams. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult to not go with the home team here. You got to go Seattle. Seattle, especially with the, 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 that four. Jordan Morris has a similar game. Uh, they got this one. But I, yeah. I don't expect this one to be, you know, 4-3 like no. it was against the Riot. The Riot's going to be nice, but it's got you got to go Seattle. They're just, they have too many pieces. Uh, the, the riot? Uh, they're playing in uh, Salt Lake. They're not playing in Salt Lake. Yeah, they are. It's Seattle's the higher seed. Why would they play in Salt Lake? The bracket right there says they're playing in Salt oh, Lake. Oh, then the bracket's wrong. Oh, it's in Seattle. It's in Seattle. See? Okay, so you got to swap those. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, so next up is uh, Atlanta against Philadelphia. Atlanta, uh, I was uh, hosting this game, Alexis. Yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> Just so he knows. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, a, a great game. I, I'm excited about this one. And obviously, with now that, my, now that we know Miles Robinson and Michael Parkhurst are not going to be playing, 
Philly has a real shot here because they're gonna send up FIFA Picot. Uh, up front, uh, and, he's, and they're gonna give uh, Jeff Lorenz, who's probably gonna play center back. Pes Fabian is gonna, <laughs> is gonna come in in the second half. Uh, so I, I think Philadelphia has a, a real opportunity to what, win what here. What is that? The, the puncher's puncher's chance. A puncher's chance. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the but I wanted to mention this because uh, Joseph Martinez posted a, a, a picture on Instagram and then Andre Blake who clearly they, they must be friends they must be cool right they're mad cool he was like I'm ready for you <laughs> right what do you put like I'm coming for you homie no no he goes uh, I'm yeah I'm coming for you bro watch out good luck my friend not so, bad, right? Very nice sweet. light. My <laughs> friend. He my, ended with my friend. My friend. So Joseph Martinez clearly going to answer back <laughs> in a very respectful, friendly manner. Joseph Martinez' response to this comment is, is this comment. It. He just goes, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's a little too intense. I kill you. <laughs> Joseph, uh, relax Take a little easy, bit. easy, <laughs> buddy. Be, be intense on the pitch, yeah. not on the internet. Rivals, not enemies. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. And you and some people who are in this room. In the studio. Making this happen. Uh, Gully Squad, thank you so much for uh, the members who are already a part of it. Uh, for the members that are in this room, Jaren. Thank uh, for you. For the so- members that are right now about to sign up and become members. Exactly. It means the world to us. It's what allows us to get to all these events and shoot some amazing content. We got to talk to one of the Cuban national team players. Yes. But only because of you. That does not happen without Gully Squad. Okay? That's right. So if you want to join and be uh, have access to you know coming to the studio watching the show. Do you uh, want to give us questions for some of the people that we interview? Exactly. So you go to soccercooligans.com and click on join Gully Squad right there, right at the top. Very very simple. So it means the world to us. It's what allows us to keep doing the things that we're doing all because of you guys. Exactly. So please join today. No, this is uh, uh, exciting. We're uh, excited to. Uh, it's been a, an exciting week, right? Because I'm using the word excited a lot. The- <laughs> Clearly, you're either excited or trying to figure out how to finish this lie <laughs> to a police officer. Hold on, let me get my thesaurus. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you pulled me over, officer, because I also. You must have seen the car that was chasing me, right? Who put this liquor in my mouth? <laughs> no, it's uh, obviously with MLS, the playoff, the October. The- what are you saying? The Yankees losing the MLS playoffs, the, yeah. the NWSL playoffs. Like, there's just a lot there's of too much excitement going around. And the I'm, Jets getting scored on <laughs> after and before the game. There's a lot happening. There's so much happening, and I'm glad we have our next guest yes. uh, to, to, to make this, sense of it all. To, exactly, <laughs> really to make sense of our lives. Yeah, really, really help us out. <laughs> Please introduce our guest, Alexis. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only works for the Athletic, knows everything about women's soccer is going to school us right now. She talked to us last time was from Paris. That's right. But now she's in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only Meg Linehan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I can explain your lives to you. No, help I will, us out. I will do my best to at least guide you through. Yeah, what's one change we like, can both make? Through <laughs> Sunday to the NWSL champion. Okay, cool. Uh, but I mean, look, this is why we love having you on is because uh, very, you, I, we didn't know this. The last time we had you on our show, you told us you're the only 
person that is full time covering women's soccer in America. From a mainstream sense, there are some, you know, individual like smaller sites that have subscription models. Yeah. But like you said, they're trash, right? (laughs) You got to go to you. (laughs) She didn't say that. But in terms of like an actual full time, like I have health insurance. That's a nice thing. I like it already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that we could introduce our lives that would make it better. Uh, Ooh, doctor. So, so thank yeah, you for the but, inspiration. But in theory, I am the only full-time person that's out here writing about NWSL and U.S. national team. And that's that's something that just came with the athletic, correct? That's not something that was happening before, and then you just simply switched to the athletic. Yeah, no, it was basically... So before this, I actually worked uh, with NWSL directly in their media office, and then I basically got the chance to to hop over to the athletic and write about women's soccer full-time and also like sleep more because before it was... You know, I'd be in the office. You were the yeah. media department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I actually get to sleep. Like I watch the games from home and I have a beer while I'm watching and Not then I bad. go to bed. So, you know, it's really a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. Mostly me. All now, right. what's the one thing that you're most looking forward to so far? And we'll talk about what led up to it. We'll talk about some of the other teams. But uh, NC Courage versus Chicago Red Stars. Yep. What's the one thing that like our fans should be looking at? What are you excited about when it comes to this game? I mean, so... First, it's really nice because it's the first new matchup that we've had in the championship for a while. We've gotten Courage and Portland Thorns FC for a few years in a row. So the addition of the Chicago Red Stars, kind of a nice new welcome thing. Yeah, that it's also been, it's means- been Lakers, Celtics <laughs> yeah. every yeah, year. We yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's not a bad thing, but now we get Sam Kerr. In an NWSL championship, it's also Heather O'Reilly's final game as a professional soccer player for Ever. North Carolina. Like, I personally, she was my favorite player before I started actually covering women's soccer. So if you see me like quietly weeping in the press box, that's why. Look, um, I thought it was because maybe I farted. In the press box, <laughs> but we know now it's Heather O'Reilly's fault. Heather O'Reilly's a bit of a arch yeah. nemesis. Do you know, do you know our, our dealings with Heather O'Reilly? <laughs> we'll just bring it up real quick so we can get out because we won't be able to move the conversation forward. Also, it, it might be emotional for me. So. Yeah, and it's also this should be a talking part in, in, in one of your next articles because okay. Heather O'Reilly, we uh, we were with her at uh, I, the ICC event that have House of Soccer in Charlotte. In Charlotte, and she was there. She was um, uh, the coach. Of the the the, the celebrity game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sharing a trailer with Heather O'Reilly, and an honor for anybody. We I were mean, so excited, I was wildly flattered. It was incredible. I I know she was like, "Who are these guys?" Right? Could you <laughs> get these two loud boys out of here? But then, so we got some like crudite plates and all that, right? And all of a sudden, we we all start eating this thing. Nobody knows what it is. Turns out, it's called pimento cheese dip. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. had no idea what it was. Turns out, it's like mayo and cheese mixed together with pepper. It's disgusting when you hear it, but as eating it, it's amazing, right? Yeah, and then we leave to go do our jobs and then Heather we see Heather O'Reilly entering the trailer like, hey Heather how are you right she goes in and then when we come back She's gone. She had done her job was done. And guess what was gone? The pimento cheese dip. The entire tra- it was a the whole thing. It was like three pounds of pimento cheese <laughs> yeah. dip. This is cheese dip for an entire corporate <laughs> event. And Heather O'Reilly <laughs> took it with her. And I made the joke that she had it next to her in the car driving back to Cary, North Carolina. Turns out it was true. Yeah. So we accused her of stealing it, and we were right. And she said it was for my kids. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You ate the whole pimento <laughs> cheese dip on your own. So yeah, she's our right. nemesis. It's valid. Yeah. yeah. I want. I want to validate your feelings. Thank you. Yeah. So I, <laughs> at least, at least now you know okay. that your hero uh, okay. <laughs> might have been a villain this entire time. A little bit of a pimento cheese dip theft. <laughs> we solved the caper. Uh, oh, I bet you there's capers in. There. <laughs> so I, I want to ask about, um, especially since you have worked with the league directly on, I don't know, maybe in, um, 
an emotional level, seeing the league grow. Uh, it hasn't. This is what it's seventh year, seventh year. Seventh year. Yep. Um, how does it feel now? There's an introduction of a new team, which we'll talk about in a moment. But how do you feel? Uh, how how has your connection with the league grown uh, since you basically you know been there from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I remember being on the conference call for the actual like announcement of this league, right? And I think that from end of 2012 into 2013 for the first season of the league. I mean, it's a completely different animal at this point. Like we have some successful teams. It's not been without its challenges throughout the time. Like we've lost a couple teams along the way, but in terms of the crowds that we've been seeing this season, uh, getting actual television deals, the, the quality of play, people like Sam Kerr, you know, Alex Morgan, Christine Sinclair, Marta's in the league. Like the talent is there. Are there things that can still be worked on? Absolutely. The work is pretty much never done. Um, That's why a lot of us don't sleep (laughs) in this world. (laughs) But I do think that the league is in a really strong position. And as you were saying, like expansion is happening. They've signed some new partnerships. Budweiser coming in as a sponsor was a huge thing this year. That's that's really clutch for them. So I think that the momentum is is going in the right direction. and, And sometimes it takes strange ways for us to kind of push NWSL forward. But it has been... Overall, I think uh, the growth is definitely in a place that I don't think I even expected. Yeah, the uh, the one thing you tweeted out earlier, uh, I believe it was today, about um, uh, hoping that uh, that the teams take advantage of like customizing kits and mm-hmm. doing things that are a yes. little bit more unique. Yeah. Uh, Alexis is a very big fan of. I, just fashion everything. I, it's just yeah. like so annoying. You, I know you. You, saw, <laughs> you see me, and you're like clearly a fashion icon. There's a lot uh, of opinions on this yeah. stuff. But when it comes to kits, I think it's something that is something that's specific to soccer that really does draw yeah. a massive fan base to yes. it. It bonds you with the fans. And honestly, I, why is it so hard? For me to find, uh, you know, NWSL kids yeah. cut in my shape. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's always been a struggle on the women's side, too. It's not even just NWSL. Like the fact that you still can't get like a four star U.S. national team jersey after they won the World Cup. Right, right. Impossible. Right. And part of that is because we don't have the infrastructure because people still don't believe that there's actually a market for it. So there's systemic stuff behind it. But well, also- actually, I was listening to a couple lobbyists and they told me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I mean, so the thing that I was talking about today, Ford Madison's kits, you know, Minneapolis City, their stuff is really cool. Chicago Red Stars, I think, actually has Fire. the best kit I in love, the league. Yeah. Like, I almost wore it today and then I was like, I don't want to look partisan before this yeah, championship yeah, yeah. game. But they have, like, a great custom kit, the amount of design work that went into it. I mean, if you can get someone from a city that isn't Chicago to wear that, like, that, I think, is the success of actually moving the culture in a place that is going to help grow the game. And that's where NWSL has so much potential ahead of it. But there is a culture around it. And that's where I think people actually just need to find out about it in the meantime. But I, having I, having cool kits is such an easy win. I want to talk about uh, the games that happened uh, this uh, Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. That was Sunday. Sunday yep. um, the uh, the two matches, uh, the playoffs, right? So the top four, uh, if people do not know, the top four uh, in the, the NWSL standings play in uh, a one game playoff uh, to determine who will play into in the final. Uh, and that was between uh, the Chicago Red Stars and the Portland Thorns and uh, the North Carolina Courage and the Seattle Rain. So uh, I want to talk about what what game should we start with first? Let's start with this, um, the rain game, sure. um, the uh, which is a strange way to rain game. It. <laughs> 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 the uh, the Tacoma rain, which is yeah. like, that's a strange thing. Why, why does it say Seattle when they play in Tacoma? 
I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting just because so I think it it, it gets tied to so Sky Blue FC, right? You yeah, guys right. know Sky Blue FC. They don't have a place tied to the name and so they're questing for a way all of those acronyms have to be tied to a location correct so okay. it is strange that it still says seattle when they do not play in seattle right. but that i think it's just great. like a tac right there yeah. in the yeah. <laughs> home rain also sounds like a good truck <laughs> right it's like a hell of a pickup bet on that thing <laughs> no the uh the courage win this game four uh to one uh, and for the most part, this game was, uh, I mean, the, the 90 minutes where you didn't know where any yeah. goal was going to yeah. come from, right. uh, the, the, the penalty that Heather Riley does, uh, put away. And then the, the game, this is when the game started like, uh, taking Actually, off right yeah. after, um, uh, if Yoma, uh, right. Yep. She scores, uh, and ties the game. The, this is my first sort of, uh, take whenever I see the, the courage and, and mm-hmm. the games I've seen. They are to me one of the best teams in the world, right? They are. They just seem like I would love to see the courage play against uh, the U.S. Women's National Team if they were duplicates of yeah. of some of the right. players. I don't know you who would win FIFA. that. I do not know yeah. who would win that game. But that's yeah. like one of those yeah. things you do like in a FIFA game. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. where we start the petition for FIFA to actually yes. add NWSL <laughs> 100%. to the game. Yeah. Right? This would be Put great. them in the yeah. rest of the world if you have to. I know. Okay? Yeah. 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 But the uh, so th- that's usually uh, how I feel watching the courage where yeah. they they seem like the, the most um, uh, tactically sound team. The most uh, the, the chemistry is clearly there. Yes. Uh, the, as far as um, you know, teams that make mistakes, they they seem to make uh, the fewest. They play with the most confidence. So I was surprised um, that uh, that the that the rain k- mm-hmm. kind of held on as long as they did. But it, it took their keeper being miraculous yes. to do yeah. it. Yeah, no, Casey Murphy had like a crazy game in goal for Rain FC, and I think that you know. Flacco Andonovsky, who's their, their head coach and in theory probably our next U.S. national team coach, got all of the decisions right trying to face down the courage. Like you have to basically know, OK, they're going to take a million shots against you. Like that is just their game. They're terrifying, really. Right. Like they're they're probably the best women's professional team that has ever existed in this country, like by like a million miles. So. I think he got all of the decisions right. But then at some point, like the cards are just going to outlast you. The fitness is there. The decisions are there. They have so many weapons. The fact that you can pull an MVP finalist from 2018 off the bench in McCall Zerboni and then a 2019 MVP finalist off the bench in Kristen Hamilton. Like, yeah, it's just like, I mean, the depth of that team is crazy. Their belief in each other is crazy. And, you know, Heo spoke about it after the game of just, this isn't our season. Like they just have this thing in their head that just keeps telling them we're going to win this. Yeah, well, I, they're also they seem to me like to be built specifically to win this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, let's give Heather O'Reilly the the fan farewell. Mm-hmm. Let's give her a, a parade. Let's give her a championship. You know, let's give her something because it seems like at every angle they're they're fully prepared for whatever you bring to them. Right. And I always used to yell this all the time. I used to say like, test the keeper. Why aren't we testing the mm-hmm. keeper? It seems like that must be written on the wall yeah. for North, <laughs> North it's Carolina. Like hockey, though it's like crash. You know, like they just yeah. crashed the net for basically nine minutes and the fact that rain withstood that for as long as they did a is a miracle yeah but b i think just just proves that in the long run the cards are probably going to win simply because they just 
keep coming and then you know extra time hits and it's just like okay bye yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and see that, you later when when, uh, when they did tie the game up and you, you I, I looked at Heather O'Reilly and saw how I felt like she was more confident yes after they yeah. gave up a goal it's like you know you punch a villain in a movie <laughs> and they look at it and they're like oh now it, we for her, it's now we dance cheese. yeah <laughs> <laughs> she wipes it she's like one of them was fat they didn't need it <laughs> yeah. there was yeah there was that um, that absolute certainty yeah. that her career was not ending there, <laughs> and, and I because and you know I was sort of feeling the same way. We're like, oh, we've seen the thorns and the courage all right. the time. Right. It'd be nice if somebody else yeah. won. So I was like rooting for the underdog. Right. Um, but Heather Riley was like, I don't care about no damn underdog. <laughs> yeah, underdog. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like that's the courage mentality. Is they think they're the underdogs no matter what situation that they're in. Is which is why like I do lovingly refer to them as a cult. They have bought into that system that just, you know, they came, they they went to North Carolina as a team. Before that, they were in Western New York. And the core of that team formed a young group that all got drafted at the same time, like the Sam Mewis, Lynn Williams, that group. And that Western New York team really was an underdog when they won the first yeah. NWSL championship as the core of that team before moving to North Carolina. And they... Still, that is still the core identity of that team. No matter how many games they win, no matter how many trophies they lift, it does not matter to them. They are still like scrappy little jerks from Western New York trying to prove a point to the rest of the league. Yeah, the, the but the courage see, feel a little bit like uh, when you look at the roster, you're like, this ain't fair, right? It's <laughs> yeah. a little bit yeah. like Manchester City. Why, why yeah. is the budget out yeah. for the courage? <laughs> yeah. Do how they much, have like oil money? Yeah. How much TAM <laughs> get out there in North Carolina? It seems yeah. a little bit unfair, but I don't exactly know... Um, the salary cap rules or whatever because they seem like they have a lot of very very yeah. good players I mean I think that Portland is even just as stacked sure. as North Carolina is both of these teams have been constructed well part of what the North Carolina courage benefit from is that they drafted so many of these now national team players before they ever made the team Sam Mewis back when she got drafted was maybe long term in the national team picture but is not nearly the player that she is today. So they, I think, have benefited from the fact that they've just made smart decisions early on that are now paying off. But like Kristen Hamilton, right, MVP finalist, was the final pick of that draft class. I mean, like number 36. And now in 2019, she's an MVP finalist. Like they have just found talent in ways that I think other teams have not succeeded at. I just want to highlight also uh, Shea Groom, who we saw? Yes, uh, with the, what, she broke a rib. She right? broke a rib. Yeah. Carly Lloyd broke a rib yeah, when they she collided. Ran to that brick wall. <laughs> Shea Groom plays for Rain FC. Right. Uh, uh, broke a rib. What? Two months ago? Yeah. Three months ago. Yeah. Subbed on. Uh, uh, and subbed on and played in this game. Where I was just like, the, I'm never. Much, you, got, you, got, <laughs> you got so much more disability. <laughs> Why are you going back to work? <laughs> that that was just incredible to see. And uh, again, it's it's that because we were on. Uh, we were in Red Bull Arena right, on yeah. the pitch. On the yeah, that was that was August. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she actually uh, they she they she carted she her off. By, yeah, and I heard her say to I think a family member, someone who was with yeah. her, like I'm in so much pain. This hurt so bad. Something like that, and it just humanized. You know, right. the whole yeah. soccer injury. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, it just made it real. And to see her go back on, I'm like. If I was in that much paper cut, I'd still be out. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no, no, go get another co-host, Christian. I still kind of hurt sometimes to open letters, you know? Uh, this is clearly six to eight weeks. I mean, what am I supposed to do here? Doctor says it's an Achilles in my hand. Now, we talked about what got North Carolina courage uh, into the final. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Chicago Red Stars versus Portland Thorns. Yes. Now, 
this obviously a great game. Most people would have expected Thorns to go through, right? I think historically, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, the Red Stars hadn't beaten the Thorns since 2013. So, okay, <laughs> a little Canada versus US action there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but this I, I, I love uh, in this game uh, again it's one of those like you want you rooting for the underdog a little bit I have sorry to my thorns friends we love you yeah, I love you Kayla <laughs> <laughs> love you guys um, but uh, Sam Kerr how could you not be a fan of Sam Kerr right. she's incredibly dominant uh, golden boot winner right golden boot winner. Uh, and and her uh, her goal is uh, is is enough to, uh, to get them through uh, I'm happy that they won Happy for them. I'm terrified for them now that they have to go against the Courage. They, <laughs> what are they going to do? They need to play with Courage uh, <laughs> to go up against the Courage. But uh, Sam Kerr also, uh, I, when we went to the game at Rebel Arena, which mm-hmm. was uh, Rain versus Sky Blue, Sam Kerr played for Sky Blue. Mm-hmm. And there was someone who I saw with a uh, Sam Kerr jersey, a gentleman with a Sam Kerr jersey, talked all the way into his pants. Right? He was wearing <laughs> jeans, brown belt, black shoes. And I look at my look. Not, not, not to make this about fashion, but I was like, either this dude is an accountant, Sam Kerr's dad, or a cop, a bad undercover cop. You don't see that very often. But I think that's a, that's also a compliment to NWSL when now we got herbs going to the game. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is a good thing. Totally like, yo, right. we're developing. Right? Yeah. You got to bring in every every market. Everybody. Spoken to. All demographics. I know. Yeah. Sam Kerr transcends. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. She's just that incredible. But what, what are the red oh, yeah, question. Going, yeah. How are they going to how do they have a shot against the courage? So Sam Kerr, first of all, has scored every single game that the courage and the red stars have played this year. Okay. So that's good thing. Number one, good thing. Number two is that Chicago actually beat them twice this year. So oh, right. now granted it's the championship. It's in Cary, North Carolina. It's in their home stadium. So I think it is still a little bit of an uphill climb, but I do think that we saw something kind of promising for the last 15 minutes of that Red Stars Thorns game where Rory Dames, the head coach, his only sub of that entire game was to bring on Katie Naughton, basically to pull a Jill Ellis and throw a a third center back into the game. Mm -hmm. So they might be able to contain all like 15,000 of the courage attackers, right? How tentative you are when you say (laughs) contain. You were like, all right. (laughs) It is an uphill climb, but I do think that if there is any team that we have seen now through the full season and now through the semifinals, Chicago is probably the only team that actually has a meaningful shot at, at beating the courage. Okay. That's uh, saying a lot. Uh, though the, the one thing, uh, I was sort of, uh, the, the goal that Sam Kerr did score, the interesting part was I, she is a, 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 like a proven goal scorer. I was more concerned about in that game against, uh, Adriana French. I thought that it was like one mistake that she made, right. but I think she really did, uh, make a, Poor judgment as far as when I, that that ball was going forward and uh, and Sam Kerr was running to it. I really felt like Adriana French was was backing away from the. She was like on her heels. That, yeah, like she barely got a chance to go for the ball. You also, I mean, where do you look? You know what I mean? Right. Like you have all of a sudden you're like, why are so many people wearing the same jersey? I thought we only had eleven out here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. overwhelming. So I mean, you can't really. There's nowhere really to turn. I think that she tends to play closer to her. Like I mean, you look at Casey Murphy in that first semifinal, and I think she was very aggressive in terms of how she came out against the courage. I think French likes to play a slightly closer to her line, but also I think once Sam Kerr is kind of 
on someone's back shoulder, I don't know how much left there is to actually do. And they had just gotten a chance like two minutes before that goal that was essentially like the exact same play where Kerr got a ball over the top and had gotten a shot off and it went wide. And like they basically just reran it and it worked. So Yuki Nagasato, I think her partnership with Kerr is really clutch. But I don't know if I super blame French in that moment just because I think when you do get a one on one against Sam Kerr. I'm going to take Sam Kerr in about okay. 99% of those situations. Well, I'm blaming Adriana Franz. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, you- yeah. I guess, you know, for, for the fans watching this, because especially Chicago, Red Stars, Portland Thorns, just trying to see, all right, who's going to be able to take on the courage? And then it just sounds like nobody. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what do you think it's going to take for Chicago to be able to sort of level the playing field as much as they can? Do you think it's something where you park the bus? Do you think it's something where, all right, if you're going to send somebody forward, maybe we hit them on a counter? Like, right. What is what what is the potential? What is the what is something that the fans should be looking out for to say, like, here's the tactics that Chicago is going to try to pull out? I mean, I think it's really interesting if a team actually doesn't try to go for parking the bus, low block strategy. Like, I think that that's where the rain went essentially on Sunday and it works for a certain amount. But then also, if you're going to beat the cards, you have to score goals, right? Like you just you fundamentally do. And if you have an attacker like Sam Kerr, like just go at him. Like, I honestly think if it if it the game turns wide open, I think Chicago actually probably has a better chance because Chicago does have the ability to score, especially if they can get someone else involved beyond just Kerr. Mm-hmm. Like if Yugi Nagasato, like she has eight goals, eight assists on the season. If she can get a goal in that game or I mean, even Casey Short has has scored a couple very clutch goals this year. If you can get someone else that's involved in a way where it's not just Sam Kerr trying to make magic happen on her own, then I think that Chicago, A, has a shot. But B, like, I think you just kind of have to go right back at North Carolina because in the long run, if you sit back and you let them just take shot after shot, I mean, we've seen it. They're they're just eventually going to run you down. Yeah. So pull the keeper. Is what you're send, <laughs> send a listener up. Right send her up. Just, yeah. That's all I want in this life. Is yeah. I was so hopeful in the the U.S. national team game, Jill Ellis's final yeah. game in Chicago. When they sent her up, I was like, a listener goal right now. So if yeah. she doesn't in NWSL, I'll be perfectly happy. That's I'll even better, actually. Yeah. It's even better. Yeah, it's, it has been. I haven't watched too many Red Stars games, but when you see the... Uh, like the star power of the teams that especially that that make it to the top four, you sort of understand like that that they they do have several options of where they can get some goals from. Mm-hmm. And, and Sam Kerr, I mean, we saw it at the World Cup where we're like, who who else on Australia's yeah. team is gonna score? No, she carried it on her own. Yeah, and yeah. and I don't and I guess it's, it feels like it's a little similar uh, with the Red Stars, but the, the Red Stars uh, yeah. they didn't get to second place accidentally. No, you know what I mean, no, so. and I think that they've actually. They've peaked at a really good time. Like they've now won six games in a row. And I think the courage have, you know, they, they played Portland in Portland and won six, nothing. And I think since that game, they have also been on like this crazy form, but I do think that it's the two best teams in the league. Like these are the two teams that deserve to be in this game. And I I think that it is definitely the courage, like it's on them to win at home. Right. And I think that that would cement their place as one of the greatest all-time teams. But I do think that Chicago is capable of coming up with a surprise. But I think part of it, too, is that you start playing without the pressure, right? That's what the rain came in. Like, everything that they kept saying into this game is like, we don't have the pressure of this game. 
We're not playing at home. And I think that that worked for them through the first 90 minutes. So if you can, A, probably like not have uh, North Carolina score three goals on you in the span of like 15 minutes, that's a good thing. But, you know, I think that if Chicago actually goes at the courage, like A, it would be an extremely entertaining game for everyone. But B, you know, they might actually just manage to outscore them. The NWSL final, uh, the championship final is going to be happening uh, this Sunday. October 27th. October 27th. We will be there. Uh, the Courage against the Red Stars in Cary, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I'm excited about this because we are going to our first NWSL final. This is it. Yeah. Uh, so- NWSL, I'm going to tuck my jersey in. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to dress appropriately. You know honestly. what I mean? <laughs> Don't disrespect Samantha Kerr like that. <laughs> You come out here not looking like an accountant. <laughs> um, so what can, I don't know, what can we expect? Not just, I mean, not um, specifically from the game, uh, right. but from w- what happens around. How is the NWSL championship right. covered? What is there? When does do? Lady Gaga come on? <laughs> What's the halftime show right. like? You know what? Please give us a little preview. Yeah, I think you might be a little underwhelmed. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, also, I think it is going to rain probably most of the weekend in beautiful uh. Cary, North Carolina. But... Uh, There are some things mostly for media around it. Like we always have a media day where both teams come in. I will tell you last year's probably won't get repeated. It was actually at Nike and it turned into a basketball pickup game with Portland Thorns. So that was probably like our best one ever. Right. I don't know if we're going to hit that height again. Are we going to the wrong? (laughs) I know. Apparently. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring out one of those slap slap hockey things (laughs) and we can all play that. Remember that thing? Remember the little box? Knock hockey. That's what it was. (laughs) I get you get the riff. So there's media day. Are you done done with your stupid toy reference? (laughs) Just roll in with a foosball table. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, Media day. There's going to be a press conference on Saturday and then the game on Sunday. There's not like a huge amount. Usually what ends up happening is at the end of all supporters, especially when Portland is involved, there tends to be night before karaoke, which gets... Interesting, I will say, as as someone who's been to both the night before and then the night after, uh, they tend to get interesting. But um, there, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the the areas of growth for NWSL is like, you know, there's no all star game. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, yeah, karaoke choices. Yeah, no, I mean, bigger book, a little bit more hip hop. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So having more events around the championship, and you know, like part of the the struggle I think with this league too is that. You know, it's not just for for kids and little girls like that's kind of the narrative that we are slowly for uh, actually escaping. So like Budweiser coming in, like there are adults who, yeah, (laughs) like I think it's okay to be like, hey, we're going to go drink before this game and actually, you know, have it have it. Yeah. Be like a cool thing to go to and travel to as an adult. So, you know, maybe with expansion, if we ever get a championship in Louisville, which is, you know, coming into the league in 2021, we'll just have like a whole bourbon night. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. What happened to Alexis? We lost him. (laughs) We lost him at the NWSL final. (laughs) He's coming home in a few weeks. Well, he's got to clean up a little bit from that bourbon. <laughs> so speaking to, uh, yeah. of that, the expansion, we did uh, see that uh, earlier today when we're taping this. Uh, the, so Louisville will be the team uh, uh, coming in 2021 in a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is uh, one? What does that mean uh, for uh, just your take on, on uh, just the growth of the league and, and in that particular city? Um, and then for 2020, I know you had mentioned that there might be another team. Right. Yeah. I think we're still trying to wait and see. So the Louisville 
deal was done, right? Like it's signed. League didn't want to wait to announce it. I'm sure Louisville didn't want to wait to announce it. So we got that on Tuesday. Um, in terms of 2020, Sacramento is a big possibility. That's kind of the big name that's still floating around. Obviously, they're currently slightly busy announcing the fact that they're going to be joining MLS. Right. Sure. But in theory, that could be the 2020 team, which would be a huge step forward for NWSL. There's no team in California and California is kind of an important state in this yeah. country. A lot of people live there. Yeah. Heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, they spend money on soccer, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. So NWSL has been looking for a really long time. What's the right market in California? Sacramento might be the one that gets across the line first. Um, Louisville coming in in 2021. I think it's an interesting market. Like I've seen a lot of people saying like, is it the right pick just because it's not necessarily, you know, a, a New York City or L.A. or Atlanta. Right. But the nice thing about Louisville is that that's going to be the only actual like top tier professional team in the city. Right. Right, right. So they have a USL team. So there will be like support from a soccer side. But NWSL team is actually going to be the game in town in addition to college and and the USL stuff. So I think that, you know, we see how successful a market like Portland can be where there's not a huge amount of competition. And I think that might be a perfect test case in Louisville to be like, what happens when NWSL is the pro team in town? Is is there any... um uh, I guess maybe research or, or do people look into like what um, what college programs are successful mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, specifically for women's soccer? Do they kind of look in that direction uh, and then kind of see if the, a, a pro team can work in that yeah. area? Is that is does college factor into it? At, I think at it all? does, especially college soccer is really important on the women's side of the game. It's not so much on the men's side of the game. So, I mean, you look at someplace like North Carolina, right? They're right next door to UNC, which historically has had some success on the women's side of the program, yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Same miles. So. I think that college is definitely considered and and I think, you know, Louisville does have a pretty successful women's team. There are, you know, college sports there that that draw people. But I think first and foremost, what the league is looking for from expansion markets is an ownership group that gets it and is willing to say, okay, not only do we get it at this moment, but we know what it can be. And having someone that's willing to invest in a long term play for the growth of women's soccer, because right now I think you're coming into the the league and you're not exactly like saying like, Oh yeah, we're going to like pocket millions of dollars year one. Right. right? So you've got to find someone who's willing to invest and willing to say, okay, this is something that we're, we're in for in the long term because that's always been kind of the historical problem with women's soccer. I had someone today saying like, well, LA galaxy have done this before they, they own the soul, like the same ownership group own the soul. They lasted like a year yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they were out. So you know, you can't expect success day one. It's year seven of the league. We're looking at year eight, year nine. It's not going to be even MLS from day one. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think the the actual goal is to have an ownership group that knows, okay, this is going to be a five-year, 10-year plan for us. I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious about, speaking of like, like the maybe grading ownership groups or grading certain teams. What is going on with the Orlando Pride? Because the, the from a marketing perspective, the players, right. everything's is just absolutely on point. But they they not only it's a reality show when you look closer. <laughs> not yeah. only does it do they not do just have very poor games. Uh, the the players do not look happy. That's right. like the one thing I notice. Uh, so what do you think is like the the next for the next season? What can they fix? 
Yeah, I mean, there's such an interesting story because like even I am just I look at them and, you know, I've seen them live in person a couple of times a season. And it's not like there's one thing where you say like, oh, if you tweak that, it's probably going to be OK. Like, right. I mean, we've seen a huge turnaround from Sky Blue FC both on and off the field this season. Right. It's not. The nice thing about NWSL is you can literally go from the worst team in the league to one of the best within the span of a season if you if you change a few things. I don't know what the Orlando Pride need to change. Like, I just like, is it is it because we thought before last season when Mark Skinner came in as head coach that it was a coaching problem? It wasn't a coaching problem. They're still not getting results. So the question is, is it you know, is it a roster thing? Is it a chemistry? Like, again, all of us who are, you know, not necessarily in that market, they look fine sometimes, too, when they come off the field. Like, Ali Krieger's sitting there in a, in a hallway willing to talk to me for, for 10 minutes about the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like they're they're just, like, beaten down or anything, but you get them on the field sometimes, and they can't close out games. They can't, you know, they can't find wins in a way that you would expect out of a, a team. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it is confounding in a way that like I think other teams we have been able to look at in this league and said okay you've got xyz for problems if you resolve these in the offseason Orlando I think just like I don't know if they just need to basically blow it up and start from all over again but it's not even just on the women's side too like obviously they have a problem on the men's side and I don't know if that's coming from the same source or if it just happens to be you know both teams are going through just some <laughs> existential yeah. questions at the same time. <laughs> One question I have is how far do you think we are from the time when, and it's two questions. Mm -hmm. One teams like LAFC and other teams that now have their own soccer specific stadium, um, start to bring on a women's team, mm -hmm. whether it's associated with that ownership or not, or just right. someone that rents out the stadium. And how far are we away from women's academies? Yeah. I mean, women's academies actually do exist within like the DA, but I think that, I've actually seen a lot of complaints, even from NWSL coaches, that the development system in the country is kind of broken right at the moment, just because I think that it's slightly different from the men's side. So the way that the academy system has been set up kind of felt shoehorned into the women's system as it previously existed. So I think that, you know, we're starting to see a couple younger players come up and train with NWSL teams. I definitely think that it's something that we could probably work on quite a bit, but I don't know if we're necessarily at that same level of like really needing an academy system at this point within the U.S. Um, in terms of LAFC, Atlanta, like those teams are definitely interested, right? They've been talking to the league for a while. It's just a matter of are they going to take the leap? Are they actually invested in putting that amount of money into a women's side or having someone come into the stadium in a, in a meaningful way? And I think that one of the things that I feel better about is the fact that it hasn't happened yet because it means that when it does happen, they're actually going to be 100% all in rather than just saying, oh, we should have a women's team. Right. Because I think that's where we start to see the tension of what comes first as a priority. Right. Because if LAFC is coming in and it's more like an obligation thing or it's brand driven rather than being invested in growing the NWSL. That's where I think a lot of us who have been around for a while start to get nervous and say, okay. Hey, we've seen the song before. Yeah. Like let's, let's slow our roll just here's for like I'm, another year. Here's why I'm not as worried is because Mia Hamm is there. Yes. So I figure like right. she won't allow that. She's one of the 4,500 owners of LAFC. <laughs> uh, I feel like she won't allow that to right. happen. At least, right. in, you know, you would yeah. assume so. Yeah. I think you always need someone on the inside who's going to advocate in a meaningful fashion. Right. And I think the question is, 
does she have enough power within the LAFC organization to actually make it happen in a way that is productive for them? Right. And I think that that's part of why we haven't seen it yet is because they have other priorities, like currently probably trying to win MLS Cup, right? right? But in the long run, do I think LAFC is probably going to join this league? Yes, right? Like LA makes sense. But that this is, again, like where we've seen the struggle of major cities not necessarily responding to women's soccer, yeah, right? Like Louisville is interesting because it gives you a chance to look and see, okay, does women's soccer do well when it doesn't have a lot of competition? Whereas you step into a market like LA, this is Nothing what we're but, seeing yeah. with Chicago Red Stars is how hard it is to get meaningful coverage of the team when you're not the only team in town yeah, and in yeah. LA, like you're not at all. So are yeah. the Red Stars staying in Bridgeview or are they also they're staying, they're staying in Bridgeview? Yeah. 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 yeah uh, which is a whole, like that turned into a whole fight because some local outlet was like, Hey, you don't have to go to Bridgeview anymore for soccer. And yeah. everyone was like, yeah, this stuff. Except. <laughs> yes, you do. You yeah. Go. <laughs> you wouldn't let me finish. <laughs> so the, uh, so speaking of that, uh, it's the, the stadium issue. Um, Cause we saw when we went to rebel arena, Tons of Sky Blue fans. It was yes. great to see. Uh, clearly, it was uh, a more accessible for a lot of people. We see um, uh, the Washington Spirit play their games at Audi Field, mm-hmm. and people are showing up, right? right? So what has um, been, like, how much if, for 2020 is the NWSL going to pursue trying to get their games in, in uh, MLS stadiums? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a huge step forward is actually putting it, I mean, half of the battle is being able to get, like, young people on public transportation to a soccer game. And so many of the NWSL stadiums are in spots that are not accessible via public transportation or near a city center, right? That's, again, Portland. You look at it where that is, you can walk to the stadium from pretty much any point downtown. Like, that location is, I think, the model of what works. And that's, I mean, it's not just an NWSL issue, right, either. Like, that's that's MLS, too. Like, that's why Chicago Fire moved back to Soldier Field, so that way they were in walking distance of the city center. Right. So that, I think, where we're starting to see MLS stadiums being accessible, if NWSL can take advantage of that, that's a huge leap forward for them rather than playing, like, out in the suburbs, because that's always been one of the things that I think is holding back like the full audience potential of this league is you get, you know, the kids playing soccer or who are in the the kids leagues being marketed to more than people who are interested in drinking outside of the game before, you know, like there is yeah. soccer deserves a culture around it. It's right. not just the 90 minutes. And right. that's why, I mean, that's why you're seeing, I think it would work really well. And again, this is from an outsider's perspective. I think it would work really well at LAFC and Atlanta United yeah. just to be, yeah. uh, use those as examples. I just, I kind of makes sense. And it makes sense for me to see sky blue playing at rebel yes. arena. It just ought it just makes sense. It's a place it, I get. It's not the easiest to get to it. Rebel arena It's two swipes on a Metro card. What are we doing? Uh, but, uh, you know, come on path, get, Get your act together, but uh, it is easier to get right. to than you know to go to twenty six dollars yeah. on yeah. on a train. I, I literally did not go to Sky Blue FC games unless I could rent a zip car. Like yeah. that was that was yeah. my thing. Of we'll pick I'm, us up next time and we'll go. <laughs> Meg, what are you doing? Driving by yourself? We're you can have cooligans in the car. <laughs> Carpool. Yeah. We can take the uh, the HOV lane, the home lane. <laughs> we got a system. Uh, Meg, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah. We appreciate uh, your insight, uh, your humor. Uh, 
Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. It means a lot. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me. And good luck writing all those articles. We're going to be excited. We're <laughs> yes. going to party a little bit. So again, well, we will be hanging out at the Underwood Championship uh, this uh, this Sunday. So watch the game if you are not going. It's on ESPN. It's yeah. on ESPN. It's the most Can't accessible game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do the right thing uh, uh, and uh, and support the league. Uh, and this is and this is the the biggest game. So this is your at uh, least an opportunity to watch if you have not watched uh, this uh, this season. So uh, Meg Linehan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Meg Linehan, for joining us. That was She's awesome. Great. She uh, is so good. Again, the final is this Sunday. Watch it on ESPN. Uh, if you're going to be there, say hello to us. Say hello to us at the uh, at in Cary. So yeah, and also somebody else hire a full time women's soccer writer so she ain't got to write all this on her own. <laughs> it's just okay, a, it's a heavy burden oh, uh, on, on Meg. But thank you again, Meg Linehan of the Athletic, for joining us. Uh, let's talk about a couple other things uh, before we wrap up today. The um, uh, we talked a little bit about expansion with Meg, but uh, you know, expansion also happening in in, in Major League uh, Soccer. Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, I think it's the 86th team. Yeah, that is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Next still season, no, still no promotion relegation. Yeah. We're not going to do it. No, no, no. <laughs> no one's going to go down. We're all on the same. Okay, we're yeah. all 86 teams, and we're all number one. <laughs> also, there's no more regular season. It's all playoffs. <laughs> so no, uh, Sacramento, uh, Sacramento Republic officially joining Major League Soccer. Uh, it's a big deal for them, and they've been trying for forever. They had to switch like ownership twice. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, you ain't got enough money. Damn, what you got in your pocket? <laughs> MLS was like, how much is it to get in? What you got? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't enough. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the video they put out? Yes. The, that, the, this is the weirdest thing about this uh, announcement was who who was in the promo video. Right. Uh, because it was uh, to, well Tom Brady, which is cool. I don't know what's his relation to Sacramento. I don't know if he's from there. David Spade was in David it. Spade. This is the weird one. David Spade, comedian. We love when comedians are involved in soccer. What a wonderful thing. Like, oh, look, comedians in soccer. <laughs> but the first thing he says is, I don't know anything, I about, don't know anything about soccer. Why are you in the video. <laughs> Get anyone else. Anybody be- else. But there are no comedians that know about soccer. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. We, you know what? We've heard of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> we know a little bit about it. a little it. bit. <laughs> I'm sure there's, I mean, also you could have told them like, hey, can you send us a different take of that one? Yeah. Because in the beginning of it, you say you don't know about the sport that we play. Just a little bit. I, th- I feel like, I feel like that, that for some reason, excuse whatever you're going to say after that. If you start with, look, I don't know anything about this. Uh, but cool but to I got paid. <laughs> cool to see uh, Sacramento finally getting in the league. They, are, they will be the 29th team. Uh, I don't know what year they're going to be starting. 2022. 2022. Be, so by 20, we currently have 24 teams. Yeah. And by in two years, in two years, we're going to have 1700. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Yeah. So it seems like uh, up the Biloxi. <laughs> <laughs> Des Moines you, United. You know, what's funny is that every time you, you make this joke from time to time about like uh, very obscure cities having soccer teams and right. people get mad at you yeah. because from those cities, from those cities, because yeah. they're like, hey, we have we play soccer. Yeah, here. we would love a team. <laughs> Because yeah. they, they're like, look at these damn Yanks yeah. talking about their big, these big city folk well, talking about I'll their big go, old soccer teams. I'll go to Sporting Grand Rapids and apologize. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to uh, disenfranchise anybody. No, apparently I do. I just keep doing it. You know what I mean? What's the point? Uh, but no, happy for, for Sacramento. Another A new city for us to go visit on top of what? We're, we're, Miami, Louisville. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, so Sacramento, what, what are the other... It's a couple. I can't remember all of them. There's too many at, at, at this point. But now it, it's it's feeling more and more like 
uh, the the plan is uh, to have that promotion relegation between MLS I don't think one and MLS two. I, think, I don't know. That's I what think they're like. excited about thirty two or thirty four teams. I think that's what they're going to go to. Okay, so uh, who knows? I mean, how many more TV markets are there at this? Or is that even important anymore? It's all on the internet. Exactly. I mean, come you on, got- TikTok United. <laughs> <laughs> the boys, they got to go to the cities that have the most iPhones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just like, who's got, who, what kind of bandwidth you got here? That's, that's how we pick a team. That's teams how we now. sell soccer. Uh, um, you got gigabit? <laughs> Yo, you getting 18, bro. <laughs> so the, uh, the one thing I wanted to uh, talk about real quick was. Um, Speaking uh, of Northern California. Uh, yes. Uh, Napa Valley 1839 did something really, really cool recently. They just had a, a match against the, the, New, the New York Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah. Uh, we had. When we we when auntie we were talking about it auntie uh, was here but the uh napa valley did a really cool thing they have uh, these new kits that you can purchase uh that are, are uh, about uh, ending gun violence uh yeah the front of the shirt says enough yes and it has uh, and on the kit itself has uh the the names of different uh, cities that have had um uh, mass shootings ever since the the one that happened uh, so basically the reason it's related we talked about this on our podcast uh yeah. because the owner of the team his daughter was one of the the uh people lost the fatalities yeah uh, unfortunately for, uh, and um, again we're really sorry to hear that uh, but I think the the thing that sticks out is the shirt has all the cities that have had mass shootings since then. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, I get it that this isn't a political show, but it should scare you a little bit that that's enough cities to fill a jersey. Yeah. So uh, so pick up a jersey, go to uh, Napa Valley 1830 and just look it up on Google. You'll find out. Yeah, this is it, baby. God, next week we got amazing shows. Ramses Sandoval is going to be here. Exactly. Is that from uh, Univision. Yeah. Uh, Deportes. Uh, Plus, we got the conference semifinals. Exactly. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Thank you for watching. So with that said, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. Together, what are we? The Cooley